listeners, welcome back to a Game with Chums podcast. I am your host for this episode, the glorious, the, the immaculate, the bearded, the um, you know, big dick, Paul, Paul is me. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> really, you struggled to get there, but you got there in the end. Yeah. Um, as you can hear, and if you're watching, as you can see, my glorious host, the immaculate, well-groomed um exceptionally well groomed I'd exceptionally say. well ginger bearded uh co-presenter the glorious mr Ross. mr Ross, how you been what you've been up to what you've been doing since the last time we spoke tell me about your life every little single detail every not... every tiny detail do not yeah. spare a single yeah uh what have i been doing working mostly i started a new job recently uh, I'm just really looking forward to getting paid. <laughs> I haven't yeah. been paid yet, so that would be nice. But um, I, I, I did buy a new anime figure because in, in anticipation of getting paid, that was very expensive. Um, that will probably be turning up in months. Because um, I used a website I haven't used before called Solaris Japan because they were the only ones that had it. And um, the only shipping available was their saver shipping, which is two to four months. So God knows when it's going to turn up. Christmas. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> might be a Christmas present for me. Mm. But I'll do a video when it, when it does turn up because it's a really cool looking figure and it looks huge. And um, mm. I saw it on, there's a there's a guy on YouTube called the Kiseki Nut. He does like Falcom videos about Falcom games. And I saw him, he got it months ago. I was like, that looks amazing. And I kept it, kept it open on a tab on my phone. I was like, if I ever have money, I'm buying that. Mm. Now I started this new job. I'm like, right, now's the time. Mm. Shit, four months. So yeah, it's gonna be a while. But other than that, I've been um just playing a bit on my Steam Deck. I installed Ubisoft Connect so I could continue my Assassin's Creed Odyssey playthrough, which I hadn't touched in about a year. Just I got to a part where you kind of I was I was doing quite a lot of exploring and side questing because I was just really enjoying the world. And I got to a part where um, all of my next story quests were like five levels above me. And I was just like, fuck this game. And I, I just put it aside for ages. Because like I say, I, I was doing a lot of side stuff. But suddenly I was like five levels too low for the story. So I was like, well, this is ridiculous. So I installed it on my Steam Deck just kind of out of interest to see how it run. It actually runs really well. So I've just been picking that up again recently. And I've just done like, played like 10 hours on it over the last week and a bit just kind of getting up to level and just getting back used to the game again so yeah, just been doing that uh continuing to watch fruits basket on crunchyroll and using my new long commute to watch um gundam iron blooded orphans on my phone because so i was like i could watch some anime on my commute but i can't stream anything because i don't have a signal for most of the damn commute so I thought oh, I'll watch something on Netflix because I can just download it. And I had Iron Blooded Orphans on my to-do list for a while, so I've been watching that. So that's pretty good so far. Reminds me a lot of um, Old Noah Zero, which I think came out about the same time. They seem very similar, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. But that's about all I'm doing. What about you, Paul? What have you been up to? Um, listen, don't get so personal, man. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> like. Let's move on. Now, um, I've been um. I've been streaming, uh, also working, but we're, you know, same old, um, working for the evil overlords. 
Um, <laughs> I won't say who. But yeah, uh, if, you've, if you've listened to the podcast before, you probably know who Paul works for. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, streaming. I've been streaming a lot of Dragon Age Origins. Uh, I've forgotten how good it is. I've forgotten how much of an RPG it is. Because like, modern RPGs are so streamlined and hold your handy and... The dialogue don't really give a shit about stats. Yeah, like this, you you got actually got like stats and like um like um uh, talents, nice rolls and stuff. Yeah, it's very very like uh, an, it is an RPG in Dungeons and Dragons sort of mold, and uh, the dialogue is um very text heavy and um it doesn't let you that doesn't give you the correct options to pick like they do with say Mass Effect and the later Dragon Age games. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been playing that, man. I'm enjoying it. I streamed a bit earlier before we started recording this podcast. I'm in the uh, bit where I'm trying to recruit the elves. So I'm doing playing, playing through that part. The Dalish camp. The Dalish, yeah. And um, yeah, man, I've also been um, watching... What have I, I've been watching anime as well. Uh, I completed uh, the My Dress, My Dress Up Darling. It's only 12 episodes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, so I'll be watching that and Spy Family, which is good. I really like that. And I started watching Odd Taxi because uh, I heard a lot of good things about it. So I thought might as well just it's been on my um it's been on been my to do uh, list on Crunchyroll my to watch list. And um, yeah, I thought might as well just get through it. And it's really good, man. Really good. Mm. I can see why people liked it. It's one of those anime that people liked, but it wasn't really talked about as much. Mm. You know what I mean? But people who have watched it say it's really good. And I agree, it's really good, man. But yeah, it's all right. Stick it on my watch list. Yeah, stick it on your watch list, mate. It's on Crunchyroll. Give it a watch. But unfortunately, I'll be watching it dubbed. And um, because on my plate, it's automatically played in dubbed. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I could just have it. If I have work coming in, I can have it sort of, I could hear the dialogue and, you know, so I just had, I just did that. And um, yeah, the dub is not too bad, actually. So yeah, dubs these days are actually pretty decent. Uh, I remember years back, like when we first, both first started watching anime, how bad dubs were. Yeah. Like the Evangelion dub is like legendarily bad. But then... Um, I, I didn't watch any dubbed anime for, well, probably since then. And then when Kill the Kill came out, I was like, I watched that and I tried to watch it subbed as I would any other anime. And it moves so fast and there's constantly text all over the screen that I just couldn't keep up. So I was constantly rewinding it to try and read different bits of text. So I was like, oh, screw it, I'm just going to watch it dubbed. And the dub for that is really good. Mm. Like anime dubs have come a long way. They're generally pretty good now. And we talked about this kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tangentially when we did our uh, podcast about uh, video game voice actors because a lot of them especially in like JRPGs and that come from like the anime industry so I think that's kind of half the reason why anime dubs are actually really good now because the people doing them have just got a ton of experience from doing loads of anime loads of video games and everything and they're just they're just getting better all the time yeah Yeah, much better yeah, so yeah, so what I've been doing, man. But um, if we're gonna leave out the news because the news kind of correlates with um, our main topic. It all sort of blends in because obviously it's been if you've been living under a rock or you've not got access to the 
internets or anything it's just in which case how are you listening to this how are you listening to it um it's um the second uh, uh second annual summer games festival um it was a brainchild of i think jeff Keeley. um he's really pushing it last year's and uh what what, what do you what's the word for first there's a p- particular word like it's like a inaugural 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 um um summer games fest and it was pretty pants <laughs> and this year pants. this year no ea no ea e3 this year again so yeah summer games fest is now is um is in its place and it's been interesting um i still don't really get game summer games festival i don't really think it should be under this umbrella it's just like when all the these um studios and developers just sort of bring out their own sort of panel um own sort of like conferences but yeah man there's a lot to talk about i mean like where could we start i mean there was a state of play for playstation um again i've done reaction videos for the key um key um showcases um you know playstation one the xbox one obviously and also the uh, the um, final fantasy um, sh- um stream it wasn't really a showcase it was a final fantasy 7 25th celebration anime, 25th celebration it was only like 10 minutes or 15 minutes uh but yeah i mean like let's start with uh let's start with the state of play um have you watched it i believe you have haven't you i watched it live and i've forgotten it almost entirely at this point because it was what a couple of weeks ago now wasn't yeah it? um i think it, when we last recorded the podcast it was on that week the week after uh, so it's been a while since we've uh since i've watched it and i did a video for it but there was um obviously like some announcements like the playstation Play, resident evil 4 remake now that's been yeah that's been officially unveiled and uh, there was a little gameplay trailer. Well, not was it gameplay? It was just a little it's teaser kind of trailer. A mix of gameplay and some very quick gameplay clips, weren't there? Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, there was one in the Capcom showcase that was on like a few days ago as well. So I'm kind of mixing the trailers up yeah, in my head because it was slightly like an, different. There was an extended one where the developers talked about it as well, mm. and the uh, Capcom um, they were talking about it. And uh, yeah, again. They're remaking probably the strongest game out of the series. Um, and I kind of don't think it needs a remake personally. Um, but again, they, they're trying they're trying to uniform the games together ever since the success of Resident Evil 2 remake. It's and a there was a remake, though. yeah, really good remake. So they're trying to uniform it. Even the um even the logos are all very uniform, you know, with the um the two, the the uh, the resident and the evil or the uh they're all highlighted in red and they're very uniformed so they're trying to keep a consistency with that so they're trying to sort of keep this the identity consistent because like from the fir- from the original games to the current game they're all quite wildly all over the place tonally and um gameplay wise so i think they're yeah. trying to keep it all more like like a sort of structured like in a, in a sort of like cohesive sort of story in terms like they're of they're actually like, sequels to one yeah. another rather than yeah just a, so it's like different games obviously like the story gameplay and the tone of it it's all like sort of similar um so yeah i mean 
I don't know if I'm if I'm happy with that because I thought the 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 charm of the fourth game was its own sort of like uniqueness and sort of campiness and tongue in cheek. And what they they definitely seem to have done is keep it more serious and more grounded, like they have for the um, the, the Resident Evil Two and Three remakes. Yeah, we haven't seen much of it yet, but it does seem like they're going for a more grounded yeah vibe. Yeah, hopefully some of the can be over the top stuff is still in there because that is like you said kind of a an important part of the original game mm. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait till we see more of it i think i mean i'm looking forward to seeing the regenerators in that new engine so that'll be that'll be terrifying when they come yeah. they were pretty scary in the original game i mean visually from what we've seen it looks amazing but two and three looked amazing as well so it's not a big surprise Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was was that the big announcement at State of Play? That was I remember that was one of the main ones. I remember coming away from the State of Play thinking it was a good show. I just can't remember what else was in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there was a. They showed Exo Primal a bit, but I know yeah, there was a call of uh, not Call of Cthulhu. Um, the uh, that new oh, Dead Space Protocol. Yeah, yeah, same developers. I mean, that, that pretty much is Dead Space. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Dead Space. <laughs> this, is, this is dead space it looks good but i was like yeah this is this is definitely dead space i kind of see that them doing that just because like of the way they were treated by ea and now ea are remaking dead space so <laughs> it's kind of, I, i'm 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 happy with them doing that they're basically like, well this is our this is our dead space we've made the, the game we can't it's everything it's dead space in everything but name yeah uh, it looks good mm. visually it looks good as well mm-hmm. and they showed um they showed that at the um jeff Keeley's own stream as well didn't they because mm. that's the thing with this summer games fest thing i think like Keeley does his own kind of showcase mm. um but then everything else kind of gets lumped under the umbrella and i wonder mm. if like this is actually the company saying yeah you can put us under your umbrella or if it's jeff's just like this is happening close to my thing i'm gonna say that's summer games fest yeah, I, can't, I, I, I get a feeling that it is kind of feels like it's the latter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What anything else in this? There was, and I can't think of anything. I know there was like a couple, another big announcement in the uh, in the um, the, the state of play, but I can't. Think kind we'd of... have done our research, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, <laughs> my my mind is like a bit frazzled, so. <laughs> So I can't. What was the other big reveal in there? Like, please. I know they were, oh, The Last of Us <laughs> one, The Last of Us Part One remake. That was like, that got leaked. Well, that, that, that was got, a Keely that, show. Keely's. Wouldn't that get leaked or something? It got leaked out. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, it had been announced. Mm. Not announced. It, it was rumored to be. It was uh, all but known about because of, I think, Jason Schreier wrote an article mm. about it um, ages ago. So mm-hmm. people knew it was coming, but they didn't really know much about it. Mm. But then, but then, yeah, it was it was it was the the one final thing at Jeff Keighley's show, wasn't it? If mm. I remember correctly, oh, I didn't see that. So, but, um, okay, so Resident Evil Four remake was announced at the State of mm. Play, as we've discussed. Yeah, uh, Spider Man remaster coming to PC. Yeah, which I'm quite happy about. Yeah, because I I bought it and then I never played it, and then I gave my PS4 away. So. Yeah. Been wanting to, that to come to PC. Yeah. Um, I think Horizon I've, Call of the Mountain I, VR game they showed off. Yeah. 
I think we have spoken about this on our last podcast. I think um, we did. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I think so we should just, just quick kind of rush through it. Yeah, but um, um, I think we've gone over most of this. Should we just move on to the to to the to the next big thing, which is pretty much one of the biggest talks of the internet, especially on Twitter. A lot of uh, people had a lot of uh, comments to say about that. <laughs> some good and some not so good, but. Um, yeah, we'll move on from the state of play because I do remember we did actually speak. Yeah, about I'm that pretty sure lot. we did a whole podcast yeah. about it. Yeah, because I remember mentioning... I'm, I'm looking through it and going, yeah. wait, we talked about this. Yeah, we because I, I remember I talking about Stray. So I was like, yeah, I think we did. So yeah, we'll we'll move on with that, man. Otherwise, we'll just be repeating ourselves. But yeah, that was the state of play. There was uh, other streams from other companies, uh, small streams, but none of them really const- uh, that interesting. I don't want to say. Um, but I think the big one, which everyone was more the most interested in was the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Um, yeah, I mean, well, so before, your, we, before we dive into it, what did you it, think of it? That's what, what I was going to ask you. I'm the host, so I'm going to ask oh, you. Okay. It. Yeah. All right, chill out. Yeah, I was going to go. I was going to go. What was your overall thoughts? But you just <laughs> jumped right in there, man. But yeah, just what would you say? Do you think it was good or? We'll go into it a bit, but let's just yeah. get your sort of. Uh, I think it was decent. It was it was a good show. They had some some good stuff, like staff Starfield getting a proper good look, which we'll talk about, I guess. And um, Starfield and Redfall basically were the two games I was looking forward to seeing, and they showed pretty meaty gameplay stuff of of both of those. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah. Um. There was I I I did expect more because. I follow the the Xbox third on reset era, and it's just like constantly, um, like pulling up all the rumors and like trawling through LinkedIn posts to mm. find out what people are working on and stuff. Yeah. So you follow that thread, you know what pretty much every studio under Microsoft is working on. Yeah. Um, but there were but some yeah. things that I was surprised didn't show up. Like yeah. Avowed, I thought was definitely going to be there. I mean, like yeah, like. We could we could go into that a bit more. I just want to say, like, did you think it was good? I think it was it was it good. Was okay. but it could have been could have been better if better, like there yeah. were a few things that really yeah. should have been there. Um, okay, I'll I'll answer the same my my question as well. I thought if I was to give it marks out of ten, I'll probably give it a seven. Um, I was like everyone was expecting more to be shown. Mm. But they did show wet my appetite. I just wish they would have showed me more. It was kind of felt like an appetizer to them, like before you get the main course and you didn't get the main course. <laughs> so it kind of left you wanting more, which is always a thing with Xboxes show, uh, showcases. I always feel like because they got so much going on, you want to see more what they got because there's so many games that they're developing, and um, it it did what I thought it was going to do. Showed quite a few games, a lot of indie games. But when it came to their big, big games, they didn't show as much. But like you said, they did show Starfield. But um, overall, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Um, it may be even a six and a half, but it wasn't It wasn't bad. It just want, left me wanting more. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. But like, let's, let's get into it, man. Like, right, what was your, the, like you said, the, the highlights for you were Redfall and, and Starfield. Was there anything else, anything else in there that you uh, that you liked? The um, Persona announcements, because yeah, I've been that like, was that was that was good. Persona has people have been wanting Persona come, to come to Xbox for years, and um, like me too. Like I played, I played a bit 
I played like a handful of hours of Persona 3 Portable on my Vita. Mm. I played Persona 4 Golden mm. to completion on my Vita. I bought Persona 5 and then never played it because I was just like, my PS4 isn't is rarely plugged in and mm. it's like a hundred hour game which never got around yeah. to. It. Yeah. So yeah, I've been like, yeah, it'd be nice if yeah. Persona came to Xbox, but I I can't it's see all, it ever happening. It was but, always I mean, now it has. It's always one of those things like we I think we discussed it like off stream and to ourselves, like why hasn't Atlas put these games on there? Because they're not like exclusive. They just never put them on there. Then maybe they didn't think there was a, a market for them. Because I saw like Atlas has put games on the Xbox, but they don't put everything on there. Like I think the was it the Catherine sequel didn't get put on there. Oh, Catherine, it was like a remake, wasn't it? Like remake, expanded that, sorry, remake. Yeah, yeah, the remake. Yeah. That didn't, they didn't, yeah, that didn't the original was on the 360, yeah. but that one didn't come across. Yeah, I think the last atlas game that came to xbox was one of the persona 4 fighting games like a decade ago strikers was it or something like that? no the uh, arena ultimax i think all oh, right yeah um, strikers didn't even come out on, on xbox uh, didn't it? <laughs> I, now i am actually wondering if that is going to come across because that is effectively a sequel to persona 5 so i'm wondering if that'll actually make the jump now. yeah the thing is it's the persona i thought it was going to be the vanilla persona but it's persona 5 royale which yeah. I've not played. I've only got the original on PlayStation Four, which and, is why if if you watched Paul's reaction video yeah. when it was announced and he looked he looked surprisingly pissed off, was because he's been playing the yeah the vanilla, vanilla game yeah. Like now I'm like I'm gonna have to go and play the, <laughs> start again start again with Royal because I'm definitely gonna buy it because I want to yeah. support it. I'm gonna definitely buy a, a physical a, a copy. I'll probably buy a copy of each one of them to be honest. I know I own all three of those games. I own the um. The, the PS uh, Persona 3 on my PSP. Um, I own that one and I own Golden on um, the Vita and I own uh, the, the Persona 5 on, on PlayStation 4. But I, w- I probably will buy all three just to have them because that doesn't, this is big. Yeah, I think it's pretty it, big. It's yeah. like a novelty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to buy them and support it. So they will release hopefully Persona 6 on, on, on Xbox. But I want to say, like, I'm very surprised. And I think they missed a trick in that not to release it on Switch because those games will be really good on handheld. I am, I'm mm. extreme. Like when people talked about, because um, it was like, you know, um, the guy from Xbox Era podcast, Nick, the Aussie guy, mm-hmm. he's been saying for like a year that Persona, that Persona is definitely happening. Yeah. And um, that's where all the, that's where basically the rumors have come from over the last sort of year or so, or maybe mm. even two years. Um, and I've always been like, if they're not on Switch, they're not going to come to Xbox because it's like, that makes no sense. Like, Switch is the only console doing well in Japan. Like, the well, PS5 really isn't well. doing particularly well. The mm. Xbox is doing even worse, even though it's doing better than the Xbox One did. Mm. The Switch is doing gangbusters in Japan. And if Atlas can't even be bothered to put it on that in their own in their home territory, then there's no way it's coming to Xbox. And here I have been proven wrong. Yeah, Happy I'm- to be so. So. <laughs> It is. It's still mental. They're not going mm-hmm. to switch, but I mean, Phil Spencer did talk about him wanting to push into the Japanese market and have that support for Japanese games on Xbox. Like last last um, gen, it was just non-existent. Barely anything. Yeah. There was stuff on there, but there was nothing. I think they are trying to push a bit more to 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 appeal to um, Japanese gamers and developers to to put their games on there. So saying that people will buy them. Um, because I think speaking of Japanese developers and we're moving on from Persona, another um, big, well, not a surprise because it was a rumor that um, Hideo Kojima 
Microsoft's next game will be an Xbox exclusive. And it was always a rumor going around that he will do one for PlayStation and one for Xbox. And now it's proven to be true. He announced that his next game will be coming to the Xbox and uh, PC. And we don't know much about it, but there's been rumors it's going to be a horror game. And it's going to be using the power, power of X Cloud. And it's always a game that he wanted to make, apparently. But um, yeah, and this is yeah. another one that was like rumored for like over a year by Jeff Grubb, I think, originally. Oh. And um, when when Jeff Grubb talked about, it, and I was like, Jeff Grubb knows what he's talking about. I believe it. And then the longer it went on with no with no no one, literally no one else corroborating, I was like, maybe it isn't true. Maybe it fell through. Maybe it's not happening. And then like, <laughs> oh, it is happening. It is so, happening. Yeah. And I'm, I'm for one, I'm very happy about that because like Kojima always said he wants his studio to be independent. He wants to be able to work with whoever he wants, do whatever he wants. He's, he wants essentially to be in control, his own boss. That's what kind yeah, of like... You can blame him after what yeah. happened with Konami. Yeah. So, yeah, I, maybe like um, this game he's been working on, it's going to be a horror game. I can't remember. There was a, 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 title, a title announced... Well, a rumored t- a title. I can't remember for the life of overdose. Overdose, right? He's got a car- He's got a, this this actress who's probably who's been rumored to be the lead, and I can't yeah, remember Margaret Qualley. Yeah, so who was also in um, Death Stranding? I think. Right, right. I own Death Stranding. I haven't played it yet. You won't won't be able to. Oh, you got it on PC, haven't you? I got it on PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but it's like it on 50, PC. 50 hours long, which is why I haven't played it yet. Yeah. I mean, if it was like 20 hours, I'd I'd have completed it by now. Let, let's talk about that Kojima announcement because boy, oh boy, it's good for for Xbox fans, but the uh, PlayStation people weren't happy. I mean, their fans they had to, they they released a statement uh, saying that that's having to state yeah, that don't they, worry, we're still yeah, going to work with PlayStation. Yeah, so we still have a good working relationship with PlayStation. I'm like, yeah, no shit, you're making Death Stranding too. So what's the big deal? Like people were outraged. And like, like there was a public outcry. So much so that they, Kojima Studios Productions, had to release a statement online to reassure the fans that they're still, still have, they still will make games for PlayStation, which they are because they're going to make Death Stranding too. That's been, that's been rumored. But I think Norman Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus basically confirmed it. Yeah. So I was just like. and I, I, when I saw that, I was just like, "That's tip, that's so typical." Whenever Xbox get this, do these sort of deals, it happened with like when they get exclusive on a big title, people get outraged and go, "Oh my god, you're not working on PlayStation!" And then there's a big like media floor, and of course statements had to be made. I think pretty sure like media outlets were like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" <laughs> they're they're not working with Play. They're, no, they some released tweets saying, "Oh, do not worry." Kojima still make it still will be working PlayStation. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> cool. He to be fair, he did ask for his banner to be removed from the PlayStation Studios uh um post. Because he's like, we're not owned by PlayStation, we're independent. So that I remember that happened. So I was just like, what's the big like oh it's just it's it's kind of typical that this is what this would happen with um, if it anything to do with Xbox. Listen, Paul, I don't think you're taking this seriously enough. There was a change.org petition. Okay. Real. I heard about that. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about this, man? I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I think I know what your answer's going to be. Pretty similar to mine. Yeah, but, I mm. think it's a good thing. Like, Jim is a madman. Oh, he's he's, um, he's insane. 
<laughs> I'm very interested to see what you can do. Like, yeah. like I say, I haven't played Death Stranding yet, but I am interested to play it. That's why mm. I, I bought it at launch on when it came to the Epic Game Store. Mm. Uh, when they had a sale on, I got a £10 off coupon. But I bought it because I was like, I'm interested in it. I want to see what it's like because it looks mad, even though it's mm. like a delivery simulator. It still looks mad. But I just haven't got around to it because of people telling me it's 50 hours long and I'm kind of over 50 hour long games. But mm. he, he always, at the very least, makes interesting games. Like Metal Gear Solid 4 was, in many ways, a complete mess, but it was an incredibly compelling mess. Like, I couldn't, mm. I couldn't tear my eyes away from the screenplay in that game. And like, the think... whole way through, you're like, this mm. is insane, but mm. okay, I'm going to continue. I think, playing. like, in terms of his Kojima's games, I think snake eater is probably the most going to hit can hit coherent story yeah, he's a, it's the most it's pretty much a straightforward like a normal one. video game. yeah it's just a, pretty much like a, a normal video game but with a sort of like pretty basic plot you know like it, all these other ones got these mad twists and stuff like that uh nano machines and all that but they snake eater is pretty straightforward i know it I has like the a, original metal gear solid is pretty pretty mm. straightforward as well isn't it it's kind yeah. of like hollywood action movie yeah but Snake Eater, like his current modern ones, is pretty straightforward. And you know, there are wacky characters like there is in other ones, but it's not like so convoluted. It's pretty like just like you know, like you know, do you know what I mean? You're the hero, like you gotta um you're you're one of your your mentors like working with the the, the bad. I don't want to give the plot away, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> but spoilers for like a 15 year old game or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like it came out on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox, didn't it? No, just PS2, no. I think. No, there was a version of that kept Snake Oh, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Sub- Substance, was it? Yeah. Now, Substance was was um, was thingy, wasn't it? Was play, um, Metal Gear 2. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was something similar. Yeah, I know there was. Subsistence a, or something. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a version that came out. Um, should I carry on talking while you look that up? Yeah, you, you just <laughs> crack right on. I'm just cut cover for Rawls while he's looking that up. But yeah, <laughs> man, like uh, Kojima's working with PlayStation. I'm very happy. Obviously, this is early, early days, man. There was nothing to show, just old Kojima there on camera, giving saying hello. And, hi, Phil. Yes. And he's like, very excited to be working with Xbox. It's been my dream. Um, if it's anything like PT, which if it is, that's going to piss off a lot of people. If <laughs> like it is, a, you're going to need to buy new pants. Yeah. PT was uh, terrifying. Terrifying. And uh, yeah. So what was the name of it? Did you find out? Was it just called Snake? It Eater? was called Subsistence, but it was only on PS2. It oh. didn't release on Xbox until the HD collection. Right. That's must, that might be what I'm thinking. That's what we're thinking of. But yeah, man, like, uh, right. Let's talk a bit more about what was shown at Bethesda's showcase. I mean, like Redfall, what did you think? It was first time I think we it had looks, a... looks really fun. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's one of the games I'm most interested in at the moment because I really like Arcane. Like, when Microsoft announced they were buying Bethesda, one of the things for me was like, holy shit, Arcane. Mm. I, just, I love Arcane's games. So I've been really wanting to see gameplay of it since it was announced last it was last e last year e3 time when wasn't it when it was yeah. announced yeah and it was supposed to be out this summer and it got both that and starfield got pushed back just before this year's showcase which is a shame but um yeah speaking of like the delays that's added more fuel 
especially after the um, showcase to the fire of um, detractors and haters. But anyway, we'll, we'll get along. We'll get we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I yeah. Know. I, I thought I, I thought it looked really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what do you What did you think of it? Because I mean, you're not generally into sort of more co op kind of games. Um, I don't know. Like, what I say, I'm, I, me, not so much. But I I'm quite looking forward to, to playing it. A lot of people was afraid it would be just like another Left 4 Dead um, clone, or back or Back for Blood. That terrible, like. Uh, game that got, got like shit on yeah but, we didn't enjoy it uh but this looks different it looks more interesting the only thing is i think people were a bit upset that the progression is tied to the host um so that kind of sucks but you will be playing that in in co-op so you know that's the, i think that's the point the the uh, the whole point of the that game so yeah, but from what I've seen, it looks pretty. It looks pretty decent, man. It looks good. I mean, Arcane, they might not have like best-selling games, but the games they do release are really like critically acclaimed and loved. Mm. It's just a shame that their games just never really like hit the big money because they they make games like Prey and uh, and um, Dishonored, and no one can say they're bad games. They're brilliant, they're amazing games. games. Yeah, it's just never like they they don't get. The same sort of like attention and 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 and, uh, and people don't buy it as much as say like other big big games, which is is, is a bloody shame. But I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to Redfall. I will definitely that will be playing. We'll be getting that. Um, speaking of which, everything's coming out on all the games announced. I think it's coming out on uh, on uh, Game Pass. You know that subscription service that's apparently ruining the games. Including well, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which was kind of a bit of a megaton. Yeah, I mean that came out nowhere, sectors. didn't it? Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, I will admit, at this point, I haven't played Hollow Knight. I played like two hours of it, and I didn't enjoy it. Ah, oh. so not every, not every game's for everyone, you know. Well, no, you know what I mean. So no, there's obviously something there. Like tons of people love that game, so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, not gonna mm-hmm. shit on it. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that announcement is a bit of a megaton. I think, especially because the it's been MIA for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It was originally originally announced for Switch, and then it hasn't been seen for a good while, and then suddenly it's at the Xbox show, and it's coming to Game Pass day one. So it's yeah. quite. A, well, it would have been a surprise if it hadn't been le- leaked out by the snitch before beforehand. But yeah, I'm sure for people that weren't plugged into the internet all day every day, it was a surprise. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, just not my, not my, not my mic. So yeah, uh, any other games that caught your attention, though, dear faithful Roars? Um, I'm struggling to remember, to be honest, because it was, well, it was quite constantly. A lot. It was like game, 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 um, game. Yeah, okay, I mean, the, there was the um, the Forza um, Sport motorsport. Got, yeah, yeah that, got, that got announced. I'm not really a big um, driving game racing game enthusiast but that looked good i mean it looked amazing visually really good yeah yeah and um the um there was like a dlc i think it was uh, for the uh what was that flight sim no not flights oh there there was a pelican for that in halo but no for the racing game i think it was um oh right yeah for horizon 5 yeah uh, hot wheels expansion Hot wheels that looks fun that's really fun yeah the hot wheels expansion in three was really good so Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not really into racing games other, other than like 
I'll play a bit of Horizon when the new Horizon launches because it's just fun just to tear around an open world. Mm. But like, I, 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 I really like Forza Horizon. I think that's really good, man. Like you say, it's not a proper racing game. You can just open world, go wherever you want, and participate. So it's so fun, man. Just lose yourself in that in that in that um in that world of just racing around. <laughs> crashing into well, other players oh yeah i mean the one that was set in the uk was pretty good i mean you can drive from one end to another i know it's not exactly to scale obviously but it's still pretty like pretty detailed man so Edinburgh yeah it was pretty cool it reminded me a bit of pgr in that in forza horizon 4 yeah but yeah the horizon games are great but motorsport isn't really for me to be honest but visually it looked fantastic absolutely they've come out and said it will have like ray tracing in during gameplay as well which is pretty interesting so given it's on game pass i'll probably load it up for for a race just to see how it looks because like sim or circuit races are always like visual benchmarks Hmm. i I bought forza motorsport 5 when i when the xbox one came out as that was a launch title and i was just like it's a new gen i need a racing game to see how good it can look Mm. I've played like an hour of it and haven't touched it. <laughs> can, can I quickly? We'll just go back to the Persona announcement. Is there going to be physical copies? Because I know that's coming out of Game Pass. We I don't, don't think, know yet. Don't know yet. So I was just thinking, oh, I'm, I'm leaning towards probably not, but no, I guess we'll uh, see. We'll see. So a lot of the the Japanese stuff that comes to Xbox these days tends to be digital only, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. I always think like something that that big because. That's a big title to land on Xbox on Game Pass as well. Not to have a physical release of it just seems a bit like because I would like to have a physical copy of those games. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy uh, them. Yeah, physically. Yeah, but yeah, I was just thinking that I was the wheels were turning in my head. I was like, wait, <laughs> I don't think there is, is going to be a physical copy because, like, when it comes to Game Pass, they like you say with Japanese games, sometimes they never have a physical copy. But yeah, so if it Atlas, if you're listening to this, man, release some physical copies because you got two punters right here. We'll buy them. Yeah. <laughs> you got two guaranteed yeah. two copies sold. Yeah, mate, you make you'll make a good like 120 bucks from uh, if you release. Actually, if... I know at least one other person that would buy them. So you got three three guaranteed sales right three here. Three the monies. <laughs> Phil Spencer's not the only one who can chuck money around. <laughs> <laughs> we can't chuck 70 billion around, but we can chuck 70 quid. Oh no, yeah. But yeah, like before we talk about what um was missing from and from from the from the showcase, we should we I know there was many more games, but a lot of them were like sort of indie games, small sort of games, sort of double A games. Um, but the, the I think the, the the main thing that everyone wanted to see and what they ended the show on was uh the um the unveiling of gameplay unveiling of Starfield. And now, Mr. Ross, um, there was some lot of negativity, a lot of positivity, but we can say it was divisive and polarizing. And we can. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm on the fence. I'm on the side of I really liked it. Um, a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of game journalists, which I come. I've come to expect whenever Xbox unveils something. That there's always going to be more sort of I liked it, but that sort of reaction and whatever game the studio get Xbox Studios released now, AAA games or anything, you always get that same reaction. Um, 
a lot of people made videos about their their what they thought of the, the gameplay some of it positive a lot of it so quite a lot of it was negative but let, let's what did you think man like let's uh, let's just get the your thoughts and then we'll talk about like what other people's thoughts were what did you think i thought it looked good um like visually speaking it's i mean obviously it's the best looking game bethesda have ever made um I haven't. I, I admit I haven't watched any of the um, like anyone's videos reacting to it or anything. No, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, we'll just so get I don't your. Really know what others have been saying. Let's just it. get your opinion. But yeah, I think it looks good. It's it's yeah. a Bethesda, open world Bethesda RPG, and we don't get them very often. The last one was Fallout. seven years ago. Fallout, Fallout Four. Fallout Four. Yeah. Um, and like people like to clown on how they look and that they have bugs and that, but they're, they're the only games that do what they do. Like it's not just that it's an open world RPG; it's that it's the systems allow for like emergent gameplay, like in Skyrim. Um, I can't think of another game you can do this in, maybe other than maybe another Bethesda game. But the way that like NPCs' uh, perception of you is based on line of sight, so you can put a bucket on someone's head and then steal all their stuff, and they don't know you've stolen it. Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's just all this emergent stuff they're, they're kind of like open world rpgs mixed with a an immersive sim which is a why i think arcane um being under the bethesda umbrella made sense because mm. they make games with quite a similar kind of um emergent gameplay focus yeah um but it's not like you can't just like point at say horizon forbidden west and go these are the same they're, they're both open world rpgs there's a level of interactivity with the world in Bethesda's games that no other games are really doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I will say is when they pulled out a laser and started shooting some rocks to um, farm materials, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, it's it's No Man's Sky with oh, a budget. God, yeah, yeah that's, so, that's, that's what I was going to go on about after when we give well, our I know, thoughts. I know people have said that, but I yeah. had that sim similar reaction yeah. myself, so I'm not going to like yeah. get at people for saying that because I thought the same thing. Yeah. I mean, like, but overall, you you liked it, yeah. I thought yeah. it looked good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. It's yeah. a new, new new Bethesda, yeah. Um, RPG, oh. their first I, new IP, new IP. A quarter of a decade, yep. quarter of a decade, a quarter of a century, even. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, uh, me, I really liked what they've shown, and I know they showed more an extended um, showcase. I didn't watch that, but I know they they show, did show more. From I haven't what, seen it myself. No, well, from what I've seen, I really like it. Like you say, it's a Bethesda game. Um, I got a lot of um, sort of Mass Effect vibes off it when I saw the city, because I looked at the city that they showed, your main hub. I can't remember what it's called. It's one of the... Aquila, I think. Yeah, it's the fact. It's the, it's the, the Explorer's city, um, the main faction. And I thought, oh, very Mass Effect-esque, because I, I noticed like on some of the artwork and concept art of Mass Effect that they use that sort of similar sort of look. Yeah, it's all mm. kind of cribbing from Sid Mead. Mm. Did a lot of like futuristic stuff in the 50s, I think, mm -hmm. um, which a lot, a lot of sci-fi film, TV and video games have taken from Sid Mead and like... Mass Effect in particular is very heavily Sid Mead inspired, so it's not surprising to see Starfield kind of looking similar in some ways. 
I remember my dad had a Sid Mead book when I was growing up. I used to look through it and just think it looked, everything looked amazing. Mm. One of the main reasons why I was so excited when uh, Mass Effect was announced because I was like, oh, wow, this looks like that book my dad's got. But yeah, he, I think a, mm. like, a lot of his stuff went into like Blade, uh, Blade Runner as well. Yeah. Apparently Which is also be- kind of, you, there's another city they show in their trailer that looks very Blade Runner-y mm. in Starfield as well. Probably that pirate city, isn't it? Or no, no, there is no. Sorry, there was. Um, it wasn't really hint. It wasn't really explored. It was just sort of shown, wasn't it? Yeah, you just got yeah. a quick glimpse of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, man. Like it's a Bethesda game, and one thing that you can say about Bethesda, they are different from other RPGs. Um, like I say, like I'm, I'm just gonna like um, say that in like especially Skyrim. Your NPCs and the and the, and the the characters they mill around. They have lives, yeah. They do things. They they're not in the same they're place. All on schedule, yeah. So, like, if I can compare it to Mass Effect, where NPCs are static, they stay in the same place. They don't move. It's like they're just there, so you can get quests. They have no other lives, no other things to be doing. Like, to be clear, we're not hating on Mass no, Effect. We both we, adore I love. Mass I, I fucking love like especially classic Bioware. I love them were my favorite developers not so much anymore but um <laughs> they have families like some of them like they've got married they've got wife and kids and um and they've got belongings you can go into jobs. the house and steal and then they you can see sometimes they, they yeah they even like they they go out to work and work in fields and you should see them wandering around just like hey what are you, what are you doing there when you it's, it's, it's unique and i and it's what we love about of course there's going to be bugs in it but you know that's a bethesda game um Overall, my thoughts were positive, but like, let's let's discuss like what people were saying, like the negativity and the comparisons. And I knew, I knew this was going to happen. No matter how, some people built this game up in their minds as something like extraordinary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because because this is their flagship. Like, this is their new IP. People are curious about it, but. lot of people sort of built this up differently in their heads and i've watched a few videos of people with their reactions to like youtubers who i like and they have a lot of like good stuff to say a lot of it was some of it was negative there's always a but and which is fair enough but i this the videos tend to be like 10 percent positive and 90 percent shitting on it and going i'm worried for the future of this game this is not good um and um, I just can't understand why. Um, again, I'm going to like beat this dead horse, man. I just think it's because it is now an Xbox exclusive. I think that's one of the reasons. People will say, no, it's not because of the Xbox. Fallout 77. I'm like, you can't use that. Fallout 77. <laughs> it's a completely different game. Yeah, that was that was a shit show. But it's not, it's, you know, they tried something and they tried, they tried to do something. Completely different game different, with a completely yeah. different focus mm. by mostly yeah. a different team, I yeah. think. I think that was mostly the Austin team that made that, not the Maryland team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like people say. Apparently that. now it's quite good. Like the people that play it, it's yeah. got a it's really like, dedicated community like, and they love it's, it. It's like with the No Man's Sky comparisons that got shitted on when it came out, and now it's a completely different game. So yeah, like, again, the people that love it really, really love it. Yeah, they really love it. So, or see your thieves. I'll see if see your thieves is a prime example. It's thirty million players or something. People, a lot of people were hoping that that would just bl- crash and burn. But it hasn't. It hasn't. It's just 
it was never a secret of how that game was going to be. I always say it was going to add content to it because it's a live service game. We're going to add content. It's going to build up. We're going to listen to fan feedback. And they do. They really do listen to fan feedback and implement these changes. Some of them work, some don't, but they do listen. They're one of those um, rare or one of those developers that do listen. To, they they, they um, cherish like uh, fans' um, uh, comments on it and criticisms and ways to improve the game. They listen. They do. And it's it's it, that's really like important because they want to please the their players and they want to entice more players to it. So it's good for them. But again, <sighs> I mean, people saying that this is going to not be a good game. Um, they the point they they seem to be pointing out all these like faults with past Bethesda games. Um, and I don't think it would have been so bad if it w- was coming out on all platforms. I think because it's coming yeah, out on just Xbox. There's, no. there's certainly a, a, a helping of sour grapes, mm. given that, like, and you've seen it with Redfall as well. Like, people are like, Arcane are amazing, Arcane don't miss. And then yeah. this was announced, and like, it's going to be shit. Yeah. And it's like, and part of that is because they're doing a multiplayer game for the first time, even though they've said, like, and even from like Harvey Smith did an interview with IGN just after the showcase. And from everything he said, it sounds like it's a single player game first. But then if you want to play with friends and you, you can get kind of crazy with it. Um, there is a certain degree of like, oh, my the console I prefer doesn't get these games anymore. So now I'm going to shit on them. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a factor. Mm-hmm. Like obviously not, not every kind of um, negativity around it is down to that like there, yeah. Are, yeah, there are there are there are these are games we still haven't seen yeah. much of so yeah. it's a little bit of cynicism isn't yeah. unwarranted yeah i mean but sitting going this is going to be shit is not the same kind of thing i mean i get yeah like when it's just directly saying it's going to be shit i'm like no it's not it's not going to be bad even fallout 4 was like their least uh favorable their least well-reviewed game and that was reviewed still- really well Oh, it reviewed really like well. E four MC or something. Okay, but even that, that still like got people didn't like it. Maybe they didn't. They said they didn't like the 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 character, the protagonist being voiced. Yeah, I I like that to be honest. I prefer that to be honest, but that's just because like I play Bioware games and all those types of Witcher and stuff, and I I I I'd never really liked the silent protagonist. I always thought it was good for the time because of maybe limited technology and stuff like that. But now that I kind of want my protagonist to be voiced, it kind of puts me off when they're not. They just mute. It just seems mute. weird. Yeah. Really... I replayed Half-Life 2 a couple of years back, I think. I hadn't played it since it came out in, what, 2004? And it was just fucking weird with people mm. just talking at you and you just standing there mute. It was just... Mm. How did I'm you not get... a fan. We've How talked did... about this before, this, yeah. this specific... Yeah. Um, topic. Neither of us are fans of like a yeah. protagonist. Yeah, I mean, how did you get through MIT if you couldn't speak, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he uh, navigate through all these experiments, yeah. but if he like, couldn't speak to his colleagues, I think that one of the criticisms for Starfield was the frame rate. Um, they said that the frame rate struggled to make thirty frames per second, and um, I don't know if that was a conscious decision to tie the game at thirty. To have it at 4K, the visuals. I don't know if that was a, a, a decision that they made. Like um, Todd, Todd Howard did that. 
So that I want it to look great, but the frames will have to be max 30. And it struggled. Sometimes it looked like it struggled to hit 30. Um, that was a valid criticism, but it looked mm-hmm. great. I mean, having it at 4K looked fantastic, man. If you watch it, it looks so clean, really good. But yeah, yeah I saw Howard frame. has said that before that he, he generally prefer like higher visual fidelity over higher frame rates, so it's not a surprise. Mm. But I am hoping there will be a 60 FPS mode at least. Like oh, it's, it's most be. games these days, you, you get to mm. at least two modes, like 30 FPS and a 60 FPS with like lowered settings or lowered res mm. or something. So mm. I'd imagine we will. Yeah, uh, I think I think he'll be Todd will be pushing the 30 FPS mode as the way it's meant to be played. I mean, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a valid criticism. Like if the game looks yeah. a bit ropey in performance, that's mm. fair. But it's also fair to point out that it's not out for at least another, probably another year. Mm. Like it's first half of 23, so it could be this time next year it comes out. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I don't think anyone commented on. I've not really heard it, but this is not a criticism. This is a positive. I really like the music. I heard the music, music I heard sounds great. Really good. And that's because and it's like, in on Zer. That's why it sounds so good. So, like, how come no one? Like, I was like, wow, <laughs> the music's really good. How come no one's talking about the how really like good the music is? It sounds like a grand, like, sort of sci-fi opera, space opera. Yeah, it sounds. I was like, no one's commented on the music. Like, everyone's like seems to be commenting on like the gameplay. I was like, yeah, that's great, but the music's really good. Like, this game's gonna sound fantastic, man. Yeah, the Xbox oh. thread on Reset Era has been talking about the music for the last year. Right. Because um, they've put out music samples here and there, and then they did. I can't remember if it was the showcase last year or if it was Game Awards last year, but they did like a small um, philharmonic performance mm-hmm. um, and filmed it and put it on. It's on YouTube. You can go and watch it. I think it's like 10 or 15 minutes long. I think I will. Like the Starfield Suite, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so yeah, like people in the Xbox thread in, on Reset Era have been talking about it for the last year, how mm-hmm. amazing the music's going to be. And yeah, um, it's Inon Zor who did tons of Bioware stuff. Like mm-hmm. did, um, yeah. I think he did all of the Dragon Dragon Age games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. Like, they couldn't what... use they couldn't use the guy that Jeremy Soule again that does like the he did, Elder he did, Scrolls stuff because he, he, he did, did um, a bad he did um. He did a game. He did a uh, music for a Bioware game, didn't he, Jeremy Soul? Did I'm he? Sure. I'm pretty that. sure. I think it might be Knights of the Old Republic. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Maybe he didn't actually. I'm... No, he uh, had some very worrying allegations against him a year or two ago. Mm. So they clearly weren't going to use him again. Mm. And Inonzor was a good pick, I think, because mm. you know he's done. Just some really damn good stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, the music's good. Um, what did you think of the actual gunplay? I know that's been a criticism. People, Do you know think. what it reminded me of? What? what it Especially of? like in the indoor bits, it reminded me of Destiny. Right. I've never played that, so yeah, I'm not sure why. Really, it doesn't look like it plays all that much like Destiny. I think it's just because of the UI is like really clean, like sharp lines and stuff, and Destiny's UI is quite similar. And then inside there was lots of like shiny metals and like reflected lights mm-hmm. and stuff. It just kind of, I immediately thought, oh, Destiny. But yeah. like, yeah, the gunplay looks good. Like the Fallout games, 
Fallout 3's gunplay wasn't great. Fallout 4's was competent, I thought. It was decent. Well, that's why everyone... Because everyone re- relied on the uh, VATS aiming on um, on the Fallout games. Mm. So that's just why that was the... A lot of people used that. And I'm glad they don't have a uh, mechanic like that in Starfield because, obviously, you want to get away from that. That's, that's a Fallout thing. You know, leave that to Fallout. Have Starfield be its own sort of entity. Um, yeah. But well, um, it doesn't look like it's the best shooter in the world, but it looks perfectly good. Like, it looks... Yeah, I mean, like, I prefer that because I like Mass Effect 1, and that's the shooting on that one great. <laughs> and in the later games, they seem to focus more on gunplay than they did on that sort of being an RPG. Mm. So I'm I'm cool with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, quite happy with that, that they're not focusing that much on gunplay. I want it to be in like a space RPG, like the first Mass Effect was, then yeah. being a shooter like the later Mass Effect 1 games were. I mean, don't get me wrong, like Mass Effect 2 had it quite like a nice balance, but obviously they stripped back so much RPG mechanics from that. It was just like, I'm playing like a completely different sort of uh, game. Um, I didn't fall in love with Mass Effect 1 because of the gunplay. I fell in love with it because of the characters and the story. That's what I fell in love with. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm... If it, the gunplay's not that great, I'm glad because I can play a shooter. I've got tons of those fir- first party, third party uh, shooters I can play with. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I've got that shit on lock. Yeah. I mean, like the, another, I'm going to again bring up a criticism. Uh, people saying, oh, when they fired the guns, it didn't look like the enemies were reacting to being hit. Yeah, I call bullshit on that because there was at least one part when they, they're like, there's a fight on a, like a launch landing pad. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him shoot one of the enemies in the back oh, yeah. react to every shot and then their backpack explodes and they right. go flying up into the air. Yeah. So I'm calling bullshit on that. You think that's just like a big nitpick that some people are, are pointing out? It is kind of, it's the, it's the go-to complaint if someone wants to complain about shooting in a game. Oh, it doesn't look like it's impactful. And, mm. um, you know, you don't know how impactful it feels until you've actually got the game in your hands yourself. Like, Destiny does things quite well but it relies on on very specific headshot stuff so like every enemy class has kind of like a different headshot animation mm-hmm. so it just when you headshot an enemy it just feels really um satisfying because of the way like you get like a specific kind of animation but you know that doesn't necessarily mean like the shots are any more impactful or anything it just means they've put some thought into how like how the game feeds back your shots to you so, I don't know. I feel like that's just the go-to. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. I'll be right with you. <laughs> go. Yeah, I remember not to touch the cable of these shitty cameras. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's just like the uh, the go-to complaint when someone wants to say they don't like the look of the shooting. It's just, oh, it doesn't look impactful. It doesn't like they're reacting to your shots. I don't think you can really tell until you're playing it yourself, so... We'll find out when the game comes out. But I think it looked good. Mm. Like as far as shooting in an RPG goes, it looked perfectly fine. Um yeah, man, I agree. Um when they said that, I was like, really? Really? Oh man. I was like, they're just looking for anything to to criticize. Um if it's a valid criticism on like the 30 frames like dropping, that that's fair. I agree. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, struggling a bit there. Even though, like, I don't really look at stuff like that, I did notice it. Um, but um, 
Oh, I've got what I was going to say now. <laughs> I will say but, that I never, I never even think about like performance drops in like demos in showcases because yeah. you're always looking at something that's months old, even at that point. Mm-hmm. By the time the game comes out, the, the build you saw is probably a year old, so yeah. it's not worth worrying about it at that point. If it comes out and it still doesn't perform well, then it's worth worrying about, sure. But yeah. when you're looking but, at in development code, it's just really not worth getting hung well, up on. What would you think about these No Man's Sky's comparisons then? Uh, that's what I've been hearing, like people saying it's in just No Man's Skies, it's Skyrim in space. Which, like, it's not <laughs> no Man's bad. Skyrim. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it is because it's not set in a Nord country in a, in a front of where <laughs> using swords and shields. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this? In a, I knew that was going to happen. when I, As soon as I saw the mining... Um, the uh gameplay mechanic yeah. i knew i, was I mean like, that shit. is like mm-hmm. i want to say that is straight out of no man's sky but it's not like no man's sky is the first game with survival mm-hmm. mechanics where you have to harvest uh, materials to build stuff to survive mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole genre unto itself but mm-hmm. yeah I, I i completely get where people are coming from with that because that's the first thing i thought as well mm-hmm. and i was in a um I was in a WhatsApp group and I was like, oh, it's No Man's Sky with a budget. And they were all like, yeah, I was just thinking that. But it's, you know, it's not going to be that. There probably will be, I don't know if at launch, but there will be at some point a survival mode because that is something Bethesda has, have added to their games because the games can actually support it. Um, but it's not that. It's a open world RPG. It's going to have a proper... Bethesda story, factions and all that stuff, which No Man's Sky is pretty light on. Um, No Man's Sky is much more about sort of the survival and exploration stuff. Mm. And obviously that, I think that'll be a factor. I mean, obviously exploration is a big part of what Bethesda does too. So that'll be a factor. Survival, there'll either be a mod for it or Bethesda will do it themselves at some point down the line. But yeah, I think they're going to end up being fairly different games because they have different focuses and vastly different resources. Um, but one thing I will say is I played No Man's Sky at launch. I bought it on PS4 and I was the first time you repair your ship and you take off and you fly out through the atmosphere into space was pretty, pretty breathtaking. And you can't do that in Starfield. You can't just fly onto a planet and then yeah, fly off. That was a conscious a decision. Yeah, uh, they, they, I think it's a shame, but it's not yeah. the end of the world. Uh, maybe they need the core planets to, because I don't think the core planets that is tied to the story is going to be, it's not going to be procedurally generated like No Man's Sky, um, some of the planets. Speaking of which, Todd Howard did say there's going to be a thousand planets, which is another big concern. People are like, I think that's too big. It's too much. Well, I mean... They'd probably know if it was too much, but better than people just watching a stream. Mm. Like if they're doing it, then they think they can do it. And they've always used procedural generation. They use that to generate the landform, and then they go in and and like don't um, they, decorate they, it by hand, basically. And then use that for like quests as well on Skyrim. It's, you know, the radiant yeah, quests. Radiant. Yeah, it just keeps coming. That's why people are oh, it doesn't seem to end. <laughs> but, yeah, that's because it's irradiant, like you say. 
But yeah, so people going, oh no, he said procedural generation. That means it's going to be rubbish. They've always used procedural generation. That's how they build their worlds. They use yeah. that to generate the land and then they go and pretty it up by hand and make it more handcrafted. So it's not quite the same thing where, whereas, where like No Man's Sky just has a database of stuff and just pulls stuff out and throws it together. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. So if they feel they can do a thousand planets, then it's up to them to prove it. Like they wouldn't be yeah. doing it if they thought it was going to be shit. I mean, um, maybe because people have bad experiences with like games being too overly ambitious, that they want it to be sort of more sort of tight. And yeah, but then going to a Bethesda RPG for that is the wrong place to be looking for. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are ambitious games. Yeah, yeah. They're I, big I, games, and and yeah. this is a space game from Bethesda. It's always going to be a very big game. Mm. It would have been crazy if they had like four planets. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Mass Effect had loads of planets as well. Yeah, like they were small planets, but you could land on quite a lot of them. I mean, there weren't much in them. There was just like some huts and, and Prothean shit. Artifact, yeah, some and prefab some, huts. Yeah, and like uh, some a thresher um, more or two. Yeah, I still liked it, and I going around on the Malco, driving around in a, apparently, I never got why people said that handled badly. I was like, I never had a big issue with it. I always used to be able to handle it pretty well. It's the same thing with people uh, complaining about the how the warthog handles in Halo. I'm like, I don't think yeah. there's a vehicle in a first person shooter that handles better. Yeah, I mean, but like, anyway, yeah, I mean, like, you can you can customize your ship, like, fully customize it, which I'm looking forward to. You can craft it in the way you you want it to. There'll be a you can make your own bases and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think that's the logical endpoint of the base building from Fallout yeah. Four. Was like build your own ship. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I will. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I didn't really care about the base base building in Fallout Four, but if you let me build my own spaceship, I'm there for that. Yeah, I never really got into that building your own base. I couldn't. Maybe I was just shit at it. But some of the people, you've seen some of the buildings they made. Crazy stuff. Absolutely fucking like insane. Stringing up like yeah. full electric systems and everything all around yeah. it. It's mad. I mean, I think that was probably the standout for like a lot of people in in for in Fallout Four was you could build it and it would work. You can like generate electricity and everything like that. And it looked some of them looked like palaces. I was like, I know what I can make is this little tin hut. <laughs> but the roof didn't fit on it properly. I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah, I always suck at base building stuff. But if I'm, if you let me build a spaceship, I'm going to take my time and figure out what I can do with it. Obviously, it's a freaking spaceship. Obviously, you, you you have to mine for resources to be able to, to build your particular spaceship. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it has space combat as well. Space combat looks, pretty, it looks pretty good. Pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. It's got a bit of everything, yeah. this game. Yeah. On for exploration, if first person shooter gameplay, RPG and, quests, faction story, build yeah. your own spaceship, take off, shoot other spaceships out of the sky. We got to, we got to meet at the some of the NPCs that you'll be meeting, and and again, this is another criticism that people were going. It's the dead eyes thing. It's got the the Bethesda uh, dead eyes from 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 you know from the NPCs, and I was just like, have you guys never played a Bethesda game before? Or? Come on, man! This is this is it's their engine. What was like? 
I mean, no, for no. Bethesda game, the NPCs look really damn good. Yeah. Compared thought, against like other top of the line games, yeah, they look yeah. they don't look great, but it's it, a different it, kind of game. It's a criticism for with any game that uses like facial animation even like games that have got great facial animation that using motion capture like the latest um, the, the quarry there was criticisms for that as well like you got the, the the vacant stare you got that that sort of look so yeah i mean it's hard to get that stuff right and that's mm. why it's so few studios do get it right and they're all like mm. top tier studios that put a ton of effort into that like naughty dog and mm. like if you ask me the coalition are up there mm-hmm Oh, I really, yeah, they, that's um, a game that just just gets overlooked, man. Number five, but they're they're different games with different focus. You could not do that, like full performance capture in an open world RPG. It just would not be feasible. It'd take you thirty years to make the game. It'd cost billions because that stuff takes a lot of time and a lot of like tweaking things by hand and a ton of resources. You can't do that in the kind of game Bethesda makes. And it's like I always laugh when like you see, oh, they're, they're, if their engine's so shit, why don't they just switch to Unreal? It's like their engine isn't shit. Their engine does what they want it to do. It just doesn't do what you want it to do. Mm. Like, yeah, they could switch to Unreal, and the game might would probably look better, but you'd lose everything else that makes it a Bethesda game. Or, or you could be like EA and just force your studios to use the Frostbite engine, even though <laughs> it's not compatible. Like, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like um, Dragon Age Inquisition. Here, use the Frostbite engine. Uh, how are we going to make this work? It's not really built for RPGs. Fucking make it work. It's going to make it work, <laughs> you nerds. <laughs> this is what we pay you for, yeah. you goddamn nerds. Yeah. Just make yeah. stuff. Make yeah. game work. Yeah, make game work while I just sit in my... In, in, in my office dollars <laughs> counting, counting the monies but yeah man like overall um did we did we did do we know the name of the you know the the characters on the on on all the promotional art the blonde she was in the uh the, the trailer as well you spoke to her is she got an she got a name because uh, she's they're using her a lot on promotional stuff I don't remember any of them Not, being named no they didn't name so she's unnamed at the moment but she is on the uh a lot of the promotional artwork and stuff. The art looks great. Yeah. And um, I don't know if she's going to play a more dominant... Uh, I'd imagine she's like a faction leader or something. Mm. And maybe she's the um, head of Constellation or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I would... I know this is because this is a Bethesda game and I'm thinking of it from like a Bioware sort of way where you have party squad mates with you. And, and they're not going to have that in in, in Starfield, but I, I mean, can't... They probably will. Skyrim yeah. and Fallout do. Yeah, but they're followers. Though. Take, it's not really one, one at a time. time. Yeah, and it doesn't tie into. You can bring whoever you want. It doesn't really tie into story. They're just there for to carry stuff and back you up in in combat. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's not like if if you bring if you bring like characters like um comparing it to Bioware again, but where you bring squad mates with you and they sort of have a part to play in the story. So a lot of them you have to bring to certain key key story part, parts because it's tied into their personal quest or story thread. Uh, I don't conflicts between them like Jack and Miranda and yeah, I mean, like, stuff like that, but I, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but I hope, yeah, they probably will be able to just recruit someone and they'll sort of follow you around and sprout some words every now and again. Uh, like uh, I, I um I know they did that in Fallout. 
I wonder if they're going to have romance options again, like they did in Fallout 4, um, which is very not greatly done in Fallout 4. I remember there was, that was in Fallout 4. But overall, man, like I thought Starfield was uh, was pretty was pretty good. I'm, I can't wait to get my hands on it, man. And um, there was a lot of negativity, which I knew there was going to be. Unless this thing was like the second coming of Jesus, um, people were gonna like criticize it no matter what. And Listen, it could be the best looking game of all time, and people would still find something to criticize. Yeah, just because I mean, you know, like I say, there's a lot of sour grapes around this yeah. game at the moment because it's not coming to some one particular platform. And again, I'm not saying that's like the entirety of it. There, are, there are certainly valid concerns to have which i think we've both talked about a fair bit mm. but there is a certain degree of oh it's an xbox exclusive now so i'm just going to shit on it and to be fair that happens for every platform like you'll get people shitting on P- playstation exclusives you'll get people shitting on nintendo exclusives i'm not saying it only happens one way but i'm saying but that, that is a factor in the negativity around it there's another game that that this got compared to and it's not even released yet it's it's still in beta with Star Citizen. Um, a lot of people are saying now oh, it looks quite similar to Star Citizen, even though that's I don't know where the fuck that's like in terms of being released. That's still being. I think they mm. recently passed the four hundred million dollar funding um, mark because that's mm. that's that game is crowdfunded. Wow! Wow! Holy shit! It looks like good. A, huh. I can't remember if it was Kickstarter, but they had an initial like funding round and made. Tons how, of money, and then people just continue to give money to it. It's, it's been like six or seven years, though, isn't it? Um, at least I would think it's been mm. a long time. Let's have a look. The game was announced on October eighteenth, twenty twelve, through a successful Kickstarter oh, campaign. Yeah, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Pretty sixty was still about, and that was the dominant <laughs> console. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, that was the buffet. Anything else you want to say before we move on? Um, Blizzard had a bit of a um, presence. Okay, we'll talk. Surprising. About, yeah, we'll just talk about that and go. So yeah, um, you wanted to say Blizzard? What they got? Yeah, surprisingly, they had quite a big presence, which I don't think people were expecting, because obviously the um, Activision Blizzard purchase hasn't closed yet and probably won't for another, or potentially another year at this point. Um, But yeah, they showed up and had quite a lengthy showing of both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, which was quite surprising, Mm. and uh, got a date for Overwatch 2, which is October 4th, and it's going to be free to play. Free to play. I'm excited yep. about that because I loved Overwatch for like two years and then everyone I knew stopped playing it. So yeah, I it kind of like, it was a massive like, when it came huge. out. Huge. And it kind of like died down. Like, not many people talk about it. It's still big in the esports world. But in terms of like general chit chat, not many people. Yeah, they had a crazy content drought. They just couldn't get content out fast enough to keep people's interest. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to have to work even harder at that now it's free to play but mm. apparently they've like massively staffed up and completely restructured the overwatch team so hopefully they can actually got, manage got new, it this time they've got a new hero as well right 
Yeah, Junker Queen. Australian. Yeah. It seems like um, when they release a, 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 an Australian character, it's always got to be like the Mad Max archetype. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Uh, they already got... had that. Junkrat is basically that as well, and he's Australian. Yeah, they he's do. They, like the they, same background. They've done that in Apex Legends. There's two Australian characters, and they're both like a Mad Max prototype. I was like, oh. <laughs> so that... the only cultural touchstones most people have. Australia, Australia, Mad Max and Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I was just like, oh. But it's kind of like when like, when we do um, Brits, um, there is a Brit in, in Overwatch, isn't there? The uh, Tracer. Tracer. Yeah. You're right, love. And everyone thought that was a fake accent. I was like, no, the voice actress is British. She's British. She's just not from London. No, uh, right. Maybe that's why. That's, that's why how... it doesn't quite sound right. Yeah, it's like... um. I think like the British, especially the London accent, got butchered. Especially when um, old um, Dick Van Dyke did the uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins thing, that just absolutely got destroyed. But yeah, yeah, Diablo Four new character class as well, the Necromancer. They look really good. Coming it's back tricky. from D two. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looks very um, Diablo two. Mm. Is what it looks like. You just look at it and go, yeah, it looks like a new Diablo too. <laughs> a lot of people were disappointed with number three. They said it got a bit too, a bit too World of Warcrafty. Yeah. It looked very like cartoony. Mm-hmm. Still a really damn fun game, but it was it was kind of I hesitate to say streamlined, but it was kind of streamlined a bit, dumbed down as some people would say. But it changed the way a lot of things work. But it's just it felt faster paced and more arcadey, and I quite like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see where where four lands. If it can be kind of like a um, <clears throat> uh, healthy middle ground between the two, that would be pretty cool. Mm. But uh, yeah, it looks it looks really good visually. Ooh. And you also You're, had um, was that your stomach? Might have been. <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> Not even you slightly. A, you want to get a sandwich or something? <laughs> mm. Yeah, we also had Rod Ferguson turn up again, which was kind of funny. Mm. He used to be a, a head of the coalition making gears, mm. and then he left to go to Blizzard to work on Diablo, mm. and then now he's showing up again in a, in a Microsoft in an Xbox showcase, just, he and he'll up, be an Xbox it? employee again. again. Can you imagine so, that? He's just like, oh, shit. Same with Mike Ibarra. Mike Ibarra went to from Xbox to Blizzard like mm. a year before Rod did. Mm. Now they're both going to be back. Yeah. But overall, yeah, quite a big, quite a big presence there. Surprisingly, yeah. given it hasn't closed yet. And then yeah. one last thing that also had quite a big presence was uh, Riot. Oh yeah, shit, Riot! Which kind the... of popped into my head when I thought of Blizzard. League, a lot of League of think Legends, of them as the new Blizzard. League of Legends. But yeah, all their pretty much yeah. all their stuff coming again. PC Game Pass. I mean, I never <clears> really <throat> been into League at all. I mean, I liked Arcane. But, Arcane was great. Yeah, um, the game itself, not much. And we always got, I, we have a friend who played it and he's just said, um, just don't get into it. It's so toxic. <laughs> the player base is so bad. He says that I never had so much abuse flung my way. Because, you know, new players, they, they, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want new players, especially if you cost them the game. You know, so you got to be pretty good at that game. I mean, I don't think it's very new player friendly. Mm. So, uh, yeah. It's huge, though. It's free yeah. to play and it's like hundreds of millions of players or something. Uh, but yeah, you've got League of Legends, 
Legends of Rune Terror, Team Fight Tactics, Valorant, all come into PC Game Pass, and you get all of the uh, champions, heroes, and agents, and everything unlocked from the get go, which is kind of huge. Hmm. So that might that may well push a lot of people to PC Game Pass, to be honest, just because you get everything unlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, Valorant, I've kind of interested in because you know I got a lot of um, comparisons to Overwatch, which I. As I said, I loved for about two, three years. But I don't think I want to play that on PC. I'll get fucking slaughtered. Yeah. But yeah, that was a pretty big pretty big announcement, I think. But then other than that, we had a lot of other games like Playtel. Uh, Requiem gameplay looked fantastic. We were doing a Let's Play of the first game, which got curtailed by the lockdown. We still haven't finished it. Um, Josh Sawyer at Obsidian's new game, Pentiment, smaller game, like mid- medieval um, murder mystery, which looked very interesting. Definitely did not look how I expected it to look. Um, a lot of indies, as we often get. Um, just how many, how many games are how many games are Obsidian working on now? Ever since Four. they got Microsoft money, they're just like working on so many games, man. Grounded, like... which also showed up and got a one point yeah. date. Um, avowed. Pentiment and the Outer Worlds too. I mean, like they always used to struggle to get games out, to, and now they're just working on like four different, vastly different games as well. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm I'm sad if a didn't turn up because I want to. Yeah, see I wanted I wanted to talk about that before we go into our next subject. Um, there was a lot of games that were missing, and um, what were you particularly looking for? Like you said, <clears throat> Avowed and anything else. I was hoping Wolfenstein 3 would turn up because we don't oh, know. Oh, that what... got teased as well. So I think I saw something online about that. People, are hot. People are almost like fully expecting it and it just wasn't there. Mm. But Machine Games last game, um, well, Wolfenstein 2 came out in 2017, five years ago now. And then they co-developed Youngblood with um, Arcane and that came out in 2019. So they must have been doing something for the last three years. And obviously the uh, Indiana Jones game was announced in early 20, was that 21? Yeah, I want to say 21, yeah. And um, they said at the time it was very early in development. So they can't have been working on that since finishing Youngblood. I can ask you something. Do you reckon that'll be Xbox exclusive? Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon it will be now. And um, a lot of people have been saying that Xbox should double down on exclusivities and you know i mean generally i'm i've I've been like "Ah, i'm not really that fast it comes to game passes enough for me but recent events that we'll we'll go into in a minute yes now i'm kind of like fuck it lock it all down yeah yeah (laughs) we'll get to that yeah i mean one one one, you were expecting um three Quite, so the thing is, like, because because Xbox have got so many bloody studios now, you just Hellblade too. You got they got so many now, and so many games in development that we know of that you will. Everyone was expecting it to be all shown at the showcase. There was that leaked, not leaked, but a fake like um like lineup, and you see some of the games on there. You're just like, oh boy, that looks pretty good. But basically, that was just like a fanfic sort of like um uh fake um lineup it looked good though but one one of the things that i, I thought was going to be announced and it's been teased and it's been pretty much confirmed was the golden eye remake because they're even there's even achievements that's out there it's not a thing that it's not 
it's not a like a, it a is rumor. something that exists. It's something that exists. And I thought they would show something, but yeah, that didn't get shown. I think a few people were expecting it to be shown because obviously the achievements got leaked. And I thought they would have just jumped on it and go here. You know, it's like they was going to show a little clip or something, but nothing. Yeah, um, I feel like they're just going to have randomly announced that in August because it will be the 25th anniversary of the game in August. Yeah. So I feel like they're just going to be like, here's a blog post and here's the game. You can play it now. Kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you say, Avowed. Uh, Fable, but that's still, I think that's ages away. I don't, even, I think that's still such a long way off to anything being shown. Um, Perfect Dark, maybe something, but I think Phil is, he, he's so, I think he's, rumor was he's, he was so frustrated about past Xbox showcases where they just show pre rendered gameplay, a uh, play rendered CGI, rendered, CGI uh, uh, cinematics that he was like, no, I want gameplay. If you haven't got anything to show, no gameplay. I don't want it at this showcase. So obviously that's been the main mandate now because that's been a criticism of a lot of Xbox's like, past showings. They go, yeah, they, sh- they announced games, but we want to see gameplay. And um, now it feels like if you ain't got any gameplay, don't show it. Right? <laughs> don't knock on my door. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, this, it's, it's quite still quite a lot that Xbox have got going that, you know, we, we don't know of or we, we haven't been shown. So it's still like, like I said before, it, it, I feel like I've had an entree, the appetizers, and I'm just waiting for the main course, the, 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 the steak and potatoes sort of thing. You know what I mean? I've gone to a fancy restaurant and I, I've spent a lot a of money. Starter. And then just kicked us out afterwards, you know, <laughs> left us a big fat bill. And I'm just like, oh, I just, but I didn't get my main course. I didn't get any, I didn't get any uh, dessert either. Um, but yeah, man. Like overall, I f- I'll stand by my assessment, which is like a seven, six point five. Good, some good highlights in it, some good standouts. But I, like I say, with the amount of stuff that they got burning at the moment, I just kind of wanted to see more. But I understand why I didn't show it. Yeah, I think the the main thing is like as Sarah Bond said in her segment, we're going to show you game. We're only going to show you games that are coming out in the next twelve months, and I get it. You want to know what's kind of imminent, but you also like that necessarily then means you can't show stuff like Fable and Perfect Dark and uh, Avowed and whatever else that might be a bit further out, but might still demo really well. Mm-hmm. I think they need to have more than one show a year at this point, given how many studios they've hey, got. Yeah, they, they can't they, be just doing like a ninety-minute show once a year. Yeah, it's just it's not enough. They got to do like a Nintendo Direct and State of Play and show have more than one showcase. I mean, so even if they drama. just do like XO like they were doing before the pandemic in like November, do yeah. that and do one in June, two two would be fine. Two a year would be better than it is now. <laughs> waiting an entire year for a 90-minute show and you're like, oh, I didn't get to see the game I was waiting a year to see. Mm-hmm. At least if you're doing one every six months, it's not as crazy. I mean, I kind of was like thinking, I was kind of hoping for like a... a I think we kind of got it with the Kojima announcement, but I kind of wanted like a out of left field sort of um, announcement, maybe something with like platinum. Maybe well, are we going to because there was rumors. Well, the the developer of Scalebound, the uh, the guy who um, was making it, the, the cancel game, he he's 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 interested in reviving that IP, 
I kind of want that something like that. They're going, oh, we're going to bring this. We're going to bring this back. Because they're, they're willing to do it, and like feel like like Phil's trying to make inroads with Japanese developers. And I just kind of wish they. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it would have been exciting if they did announce that uh, reviving Scalebound or something in that sort of vein. Yeah, something like that, or maybe like we're working with Sakaguchi again. Mm-hmm. His Lost Odyssey two. Mm. You know, something like that or maybe like it because like, they had um yeah like like you say lost odyssey 2 and blue dragon um something like that like proper so, megaton yeah but and people were hoping for uh maybe uh uh fallout las vegas uh las vegas vegas uh new vegas new vegas remake or two sequel for that but that didn't happen but um, there's, there just it just shows you how much they got going on that a lot of people were left wanting more and wanted so much more announcements that you think the future looks good for them. It looks strong because they they're showing only a fraction of what of their power. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it looks good, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. But future's uh, good. We just need to get there. Yeah, it's just kind of like and... I think we're kind of rushing it. We're just like oh, we want it. We want more. We want more. It's like no, you got to slow down, man. You don't want a bad product now. You know we don't want to rush anything. They don't. We want to get rid of this crunch culture as well that some develop, some studios have been suffering from. So yeah, take your time. Um, we'll be here and we we'll, we'll be waiting. But um, there was another, not a massive um, showcase. We 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 mentioned it earlier. The um, Final Fantasy Seven Twenty Fifth anniversary stream which i did a reaction video for as well and um there was uh, a lot of people there was still some tease beforehand about a game that got announced um we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but um the 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 another big uh, t- announcement that we thought was going to happen but it didn't was x the um final fantasy remake being announced for xbox it was it was announced for a new platform but it wasn't the platform everyone was expecting uh well it, it got, was but people, people yeah were expecting it for steam and xbox steam so, uh, sorry like like say yeah it was but the because it was actually on the exact day that epic's six month exclusivity yeah. ran out so people were expecting yeah. people were literally expecting both steam and xbox and yeah maybe i should rephrase that that, that there wasn't a platform that was expected to be, to be announced on it didn't get announced on and that was xbox um that exclusivity deal has run out last year sometime and um it got even with the uh integrate it got extended and now that ran out and now we still don't got we still haven't got anything so something tells me that sony have uh well, playstation have uh thrown more money at it to keep it off that platform for the for for, for the sub uh, for this um um sequel that's been announced who knows how long i mean who knows like it could be for the whole trilogy because that's it's been announced that it's going to be a three-parter um rebirth is the next part and then who knows what the next part's going to be called uh regurgitate or something (laughs) but um yes that's it's probably going to be money hatted it's probably going to be like a kept off for the entire trilogy and maybe after like that it'll then come onto Xbox, but maybe even then it won't. But 
Um, let's talk about that, man. What's your what's your feelings? Because I know a lot of people were pretty upset. But when I say a lot of people, I want to say fans. The general media didn't Don't seem to didn't mention it at all. So, so we did a big spoiler cast when we both finished part one on PS4. Um, and it's no surprise that I didn't really like the game very much. Like there were bits I liked. I think they absolutely nailed the characters, and like the opening of the game is really strong. But then there's just so much shit. Like you could you could cut that game in half and massively improve it. So I'm not generally that fussed about it coming to Xbox because I kind of thought it was shit anyway. But wow. the fact that it didn't wow, because wow. um as I say, literally everyone was expecting it to be announced because it was it was a year long PS4 exclusive. It says it on the box. The box is on my shelf right there. It says on the on the box when it's when that deal ran out. That deal ran out, and then they announced Integrade, and it was announced that it was running for another six months. That deal ran out in December or January. Um, still nothing happened. Then Epic announced they were getting it, and they had a six month exclusivity on it, which ran out three days ago as a recording this, which was when the stream was, which is why everyone was expecting it to come to Steam. But everyone was also expecting expecting it to come to Xbox at the same time. So I went into that that stream thinking, yeah, it's going to be announced. Pretty, pretty sure it'll be announced. And when it wasn't, it honestly just soured the entire rest of the stream for me. Like I, I just mentally checked out of the rest of it. I sat there and watched it, but I was just... I felt really pissed off, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't, I, and again, I'm not even that fussed about the game. Yeah. I know you weren't a big fan really, of it. I felt yeah. really, I, I, I was very much like, I'll oh, go fuck yourself yeah. square. I don't know if you watched my reaction video, but there was a moment when I just was like, oh, oh it's not coming out on yeah, Xbox. I watched it. And I, I sort of sat back and I was like, okay, I don't really care now what you're doing. Because no, I've played it and I quite liked it. I played it already. I'm not one of those guys who go, oh, I'm going to wait until it comes out on Xbox. It would have been good for it to come out on Xbox. I think it would have been fair for it to come out on Xbox. It was supposed to come out on Xbox. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying it's supposed to, but it should be coming out on Xbox. But there's been another deal being made behind closed doors. Some money's been thrown at Square. Um, I doubt if, Phil, if, if Xbox haven't made an offer. It'd be stupid not to. Well, yeah, there's no yeah. way in hell they haven't approached them to say, can we have this game? Absolutely no way in hell. Who, who was the chap who, who, who announced who was doing the live stream? What was his name? Yoshinori Kitase. Yeah. I remember he was doing it, and then when he did the announcement for it, it come out on Steam, he looked... I don't know if it was me, but I see. I, I sense he looked a bit like... Uncom- not uncomfortable, but like it was underwhelming. He was like, Steam! I kind of hate how it was like, we hope this release will bring yeah. it to even more people. We'll play, and you're uh, like, okay, I know people don't like the Epic Game Store, but it's been on PC for six fucking mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Like, bringing it to another platform would bring it to mm-hmm. more people. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Epic, but I, I have the Epic launcher, so I can play it on PC if I wanted to. But um, having it like completely off another console or platform is pretty... Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's it's not good for the consumer and for the player base. Um, but it like fucking I said, sucks is what it no. is. Like deals like this should 
I can't remember the last time there was a deal like this where it was a known duration and then it just never happened mm. and nobody talks about it. Like it's, it's like nobody's allowed to talk about it. It's like, yeah, we know the, uh, the deal's up, but don't ask us about it. Don't talk about it. Well, it's the kind of thing like I went online to see what the reaction would be. And obviously like a lot of fans were tweeting out Square going, what about the Xbox version? What about the Xbox version? No other like media outlet was like going, they announced the the release of um, the Crisis Core remake. Which or, just compounded the bullshit because yeah. that is coming that's, to Xbox. That's coming like, out on Xbox what? and Switch as well. Why? That's just like, so the, the prequel's coming out. And I know some people are like, well, this, it's a, that's a prequel of the original storyline. I was like, yeah, you know, the better, get, the better game, the better story. Like, because, you know, like the remakes, spoiler, are like, they follow it to a certain part and then it's just completely like, it's diverging and stuff, which I got a feeling a rebirth is going to like, Sort of, it's definitely going to re recon some of the most important parts of uh, Final Fantasy. Um, probably for the maybe some people think for the better. I think it was it was, it's a detriment to the story and to the character arcs of a lot of those char- character arcs of a lot of those characters. Um, but yeah, no, no one's mentioning. I didn't see any big like um, websites saying. Yeah, there'll be no Xbox uh, version. Why is that? Stuff like that. It just they were just talking about like the the rebirth and the new um re- the uh, the remaster. I don't think it's even a remake, is it? Of um of Crisis Core. So I mean, what what did you think of the Crisis Core um, remake then? It's kind of in a weird middle ground between looking actually pretty good and looking actually pretty bad i thought like they've like replaced shit. a lot of models like the mod <laughs> i mean like compared to how it looked on the psp it looks good but you can tell they've just kind of like replaced some models and it's can, the same the can, battle can, system looks different obviously but can i can i say i quite i quite like the way it looked on the psp yeah it's a good looking game on the psp but i'm saying like from a technical standpoint it looked the remake looks a lot better but it doesn't it's not the you can tell it's on a budget, let's say mm. that. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe that's why Sony was just like, you know, well, we're not, I'm not going to money out this one. That's the thing. Mm. You, you, at this point, I'm pretty sure that the only Square Enix games that come to Xbox are ones that Sony doesn't want to pay for. Mm. Pretty much, and that's yeah. a really That's a really shit situation to be in, mm. especially as someone who's a big fan. Like We talked about this before. I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. I've got fucking Final Fantasy-inspired tattoos. I've got like right behind me there a bunch of... Like all the Final Fantasy fourteen books and everything, Final Fantasy Automanias. And yes, I know it, it it reached its peak of popularity on the PlayStation, but it's been a multi-platform series for a decade. And now it's sliding back into being associated with one platform, and that is not a positive thing in for anyone other than Sony. So I'm not gonna be like if someone's gonna be like, Oh, it was always a PlayStation franchise, I don't give a shit. First of all, it wasn't. It was on Nintendo to begin with. But it's been multi-platform for a decade, Mm. and that is a good thing. More people being able to play a game is a good thing. You know, like it's not a first-party exclusive. Sony aren't fucking making it and paying for it. They're paying to keep it away from other people, which sucks. And yes, everyone's done that. Xbox have done it in the past. They haven't really done that um, much in the last handful of years. And what they have done has been like really short exclusivity mm-hmm. periods on much smaller games like the medium um 
last time they did do a big one, everyone, including the media, went fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider was a fucking event. That it was, was cool. It was called Anti-Kitsuma as well, I remember a lot of the media was saying. The thing is, like, after that was announced at Gamescom, whatever year it was, 2014, I think, mm. that it was going to be timed exclusive to Xbox. Every interview was like, yeah, okay, game looks great. When's it coming to PlayStation? It's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, Timed exclusivity deals suck. But where the fuck is that energy now with Final Fantasy VII Remake? Mm. Nobody... From from I don't recall anyone in the media ever asking at any point when that game's coming to Xbox. No. And now the deal now the deal is comprehensively up. Mm. It's well and truly over. Still nobody's asking. So, mm. you know, what's the deal there? What's with the double standard? Someone explain that to me. Do you think that's oh, I don't know if, I don't think that is the reason. But do you think maybe that could be there was such a forlorn when Rise of Tomb Raider was made timed exclusive and um, on Xbox. The media were going after the developers asking them these questions. And now, because they're not doing it for the remake, they're sort of thinking it's not a big deal. I don't know. I don't know if they live in their own bubble, but maybe... <laughs> oh, I definitely think they don't think it's a big deal. They, yeah. they're, they're not interested in it. They don't think it's a story that needs to be covered. Mm. And, I, and that's kind of half the reason why it sucks. Mm. it's just oh yeah it's on playstation who cares some mm. playstation people can play it yeah but yes it's not it's not it's not great um uh it kind of yeah it did a lot of people saying they should boycott square enix products that, that no don't what don't is there to boycott don't don't do that i mean they Christ sold off cool. they sold off their um a lot of their ips now anyway their western ips um, so they, I don't know if they just don't give a shit. They're just probably just gonna focus on Final Fantasy, um, milk, um, seven for all it's worth. Maybe do that for when the uh, remake of um, eight and nine, well, was it nine supposed to be remade? It happens. Maybe like Sony will money hack that, not actually buy Square outright. They don't look like they're doing that because if they were, they would have done it already. Honestly, so they, if they did that, that would be less annoying. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather they... Like, that's, okay, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather them just buy them outright and just uh, right, just defend it, definitively going to be mm. PlayStation exclusives instead of doing what they're doing now. Yeah, it's all the not knowing what the hell's going on that is annoying. Like, if they came out and said, like, we've, we've given Square a billion dollars and this game is never going to come to Xbox, I'd be like, all right, fair enough, at least I know mm. now. Um... It's all the fucking cloak and dagger shit and all the silence around it that's annoying. And yeah, like I've said on this before, like I've, the PS5 is the first Sony console I haven't owned and I don't really have any interest in buying one at this point. If they bought Square Enix, I'd be like, oh, I'll buy a, play, I'll buy a PlayStation 5 then because I want to play Square Enix games. But I'm not going to buy one for some third-party games that should and maybe will, who knows, come to the platforms I already own. Mm. That's just kind of stupid. Is that made you want to buy a PS5 now that the rebirth is coming out on on made, PS5? It, it made me want to tell Square Enix to go fuck themselves, to be quite honest. Oh, no. That 
that uh, initial announcement in that stream, like I said, it completely killed the rest of the stream for me, and I just mentally checked out. I just didn't really give a shit about anything else they said after that point. And uh, it sucks to feel like that because I have two IPs in gaming that are my favourite IPs. Halo and Final Fantasy, those are like the two top IPs for me. And now, in the last year or so, the only thing I feel around Final Fantasy, outside of Final Fantasy XIV, is just annoyance. Like That's what Square have done to one of my favourite franchises, just made me feel annoyed when I think about it. Because I'm going to have to wait six months to play Final Fantasy sixteen because they've given that as a six-month timed exclusive to Sony and then I'll finally play it on PC. That sucks to have to wait six months to play a new I've got a feeling they're going to do what they've done with 7 and extend that deal to keep it off Xbox and and for for Spoken as well. It's like they're they're cherry-picking. I reckon if they could have, like, they they work they wanted to do like a money hat starfield as well they, they were actively in talks to money starfield. yeah and i reckon if xbox didn't buy bethesda they would have kept that off the, the, the xbox and the two current games tokyo ghostwire tokyo and uh the uh what was the other one death loop death loop they would have kept that off for a longer period but obviously because they've been bought they can't they couldn't do that but I reckon they would have ex- extended it. I don't. I'd never thought that before. But what they've done with the with remake, it kind of makes me think they they, they would do it. Now it's just the way they're they're they're, they're sort of playing it now. Um, yeah, hmm. I just think it sucks. Like timed exclusivity sucks. If you want to own a game, buy the fucking studio, and then I won't complain about it. Like if, if Sony announced tomorrow they were buying Square Enix, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to look for a PS5 now. I don't think it would be financially viable, um, it, it appealing for them to buy the studio outright. They just want to chip pick which games to uh, Money Hat, and that, that yeah, this and that works for them. It works for them, like in there in there, it, for, for for what they want to do. But yeah, it's not great, man. But there we are. So I think we're going to leave it on that sour note, there, man. Um, <laughs> it, it's a shame for Xbox players. Um, who knows? Maybe they, they something will develop in the future. I doubt it. If the time was to announce I'm, it, I'm, would it, I'm pretty sure it. at this point that game's never coming to Xbox. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that no other outlet, YouTube personality, basically anyone apart from Xbox fans, have spoken out about it. It's just no one's talking about it, and it's a shame. And I guarantee, if it was like another big, the Indiana Jones one, it. If, the, if that's exclusive, which it should be, it's going to be a shitstorm. I reckon that will that will, people will be like talking about. You can't do that to Indiana Jones, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Wait yeah, but yeah. Thanks for watching, guys, and thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.